On this 26th day of September, at Martyr Shrine in Tay, Ontario, the National Shrine to the Canadian Martyrs, we celebrate with you the Feast of St. John de Brebeuf and his companions. Our presider today is Father Michael Knox, and co-celebrants are Father Patrick Coldricks, Father Robert Folio, and Father Stephen LeBlanc. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Sisters and brothers, it's with great joy that we join with you in this time of prayer at this Holy Mass that commemorates the lives of St. John de Brebeuf and his companions. Today, we celebrate their lives, and we pray with them ardently to our Lord a culmination of all of our prayers and the prayers of our pilgrims who throughout this pandemic, online and on the phone, have invoked the name of St. John de Brebeuf and his companions, who've asked for our continued prayers, reaching out into the grace of God's loving presence in our world, asking for his healing and his peace to be a part of your lives and our lives. My name is Father Michael, I'm the director here and it is my honor to pray with you at this feast day mass. Today we will be celebrating the Sunday liturgy, but having the readings and the parts of the mass from the commemoration of St. John de Brebeuf and his companions. We hope that this brings you great grace and peace. Today for our intentions at this Sunday mass, we remember Kevin Bordeaux and family, personal intentions of Cecilia Cesar, intentions for Marion Adele Casey, intentions for Maria Chawinek, thanksgiving and prayer at this Mass for the 36th wedding anniversary of Elmo and Elizabeth Jayadenvan, for the soul of Barbara Chmura, for the repose of the soul of Sister Janet Chow, for the repose of the soul of Clara and James Ducharme, for the intentions of the Martyr Shrine Association and our benefactors, and for all of the intentions of those who are praying with us online today. As we prepare to enter into this sacred mystery, at home and here in this space of prayer, we gather our thoughts and we ask the Lord for his mercy in the times where we struggle and sin and for his grace in the times of growth and consolation. 
And we pray, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sin, and bring us to life everlasting. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus the Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who chose to manifest the blessed hope of your eternal kingdom by the toil of Saint Jean de Brébeuf, Isaac Jogues, and their companions, and by the shedding of their blood, graciously grant that through their intercession the faith of Christians may be strengthened day by day. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. And let us listen attentively to the living word of God. First reading is taken from the book of Revelations. Behold those who have come through the great ordeal. In my vision, I, John, looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands. The multitude cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, singing, Amen, blessed and glory and wisdom, and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then the elder said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. 
and he will guide them to springs of water of life and god will wipe away every tear from their eyes the word of the lord thanks be to god Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side when our enemies attacked us, then they would have swallowed us up alive when their anger was kindled against us. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. Then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. A reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. We have this treasure in clay vessels so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. For while we live, we are always being given up to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be made visible in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Just as we have the same spirit of faith that is in accordance with Scripture, I believed and so I spoke, we also believe and so we speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will bring us with you into his presence. Yes, everything is for your sake, so that grace as it extends to more and more people, may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. 
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, If any want to become my follower, let them deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will save it. What does it profit them if they gain the whole world, but lose or forfeit themselves? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words, of them the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. Sisters and brothers, today, the Jesuit community gathers here with you to reflect on the meaning of these words and of the cross that is spoken of by Jesus, his invitation for us to carry it. May I suggest for this brief reflection that we look at the word, the cross, and perhaps understand it as having a deeper underword or meaning that is helpful for our own daily lives and for our experience. It is in the time of Lent and leading into the Easter Triduum, often a time to focus directly on the passion of Jesus, where things are invited through liturgy, through film, through prayer and conversation to become quite real with regards to his suffering the tortures that he faced. We reflect on his imprisonment, on the beatings that he received from his captors. We think about, perhaps in our Ignatian meditations or in our prayers of the imagination in our hearts, of the time of silence and darkness, discomfort and pain as he hung from chains in his prison cell. Throughout the history of the Church, in art and in the scriptures, we are invited to imagine that crown of sharp, spiky thorns embedded into our Lord's head. And also to reflect on the torture that he faced to try and get him to confess who he was, or at least to placate those who wish that he be put to death as he was flagged, flung into the pit and flogged repeatedly. And then we see in art again and in our Christian tradition, the focus on the nails that penetrated his holy hands and feet and are told by scientists and scripture scholars of the method of crucifixion, the pressing down on the lungs and the heavy weights that are upon him 
as he breathes his last and gives his spirit. And yet, as we look at all of these things, we are invited by Christ himself in his proclamation to Nicodemus, to Peter and his apostles, to his even slight description and hint to Herod, and also to Pontius Pilate, that at the end of the day, at the core of the mission of the cross, is love. One wonders how Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane could face and take the cup that he was willing to hold in his hands as he prayed to his Father, and how he was able to endure these things. And if we go more into the early modern and late medieval period, we also, by some traditions within the Catholic faith, are invited to think about the daily suffering of Jesus, even in his life of childhood and ministry, as all of what he was, was contained in his fully divine and fully human form every day. And feelings such as hunger, of pain of falling down as a child or learning how to walk, of moving and trudging through the day to day. And yet even in those, we are invited back to a reflection on his yes to the Father. So prominent in John's Gospel is this yes, and this notion of the love of the Father. And in the Pauline texts as well, this offering of self out of love, making oneself an oblation for the sake of God's people. When we look at our own life experience, for each of us who have experienced love, I think there is a bridge easily crossed in our minds to understand part of this mystery of Jesus' self-sacrificing love. For is it not true that when one sees in the eyes of another, themselves really, and falls into a deep love that follows with commitments of marriage, and a union that brings forth life. Is it not true that one in those circumstances is never the same? That in that beautiful sacrament of marriage, or even in the movements towards marriage, or in committed relationship together with someone else, we see how that love for the other person draws something out of ourselves, brings us into a deeper sense of who we are, highlights areas that we require for growth and seems to bless parts of who we are that are good because that person loves us, loves who we are, loves who we could become, and through their eyes of love sees in us all of the possibilities of goodness that we can be. And likewise for us, it would seem that in the struggles of life, arguments and disagreements, and deep moments of discernment and decision that are involved in a relationship with someone else seem to blend together in the end, in that deep truth of loving commitment to one another, of love. Is it not true that for many of those who are watching today and for those we've experienced, when we see that person who is there first thing in the morning at the church, opening things up, caring, preparing things for Mass, or when we see that person who is running an event 
or another bake sale, or another basketball competition, or another event of some kind to raise funds to help someone else, is it not true when we see the kindness randomly of people we do not even know active in the world around us, that there is love there in its most authentic way that is driving a person towards goodness, towards truth, towards beauty, towards their fellow sister and brother. Is that not love? Is it not true that in our experience, perhaps, of a priest or a religious sister or brother, or even in someone who's living in consecrated life and making choices of private vows, is it not true that there, in certain moments in witnessing them and living their lives, we see the beauty of their love for God coming forward in their generosity and their care amidst their struggle and their sin, but also their great commitment to service to the other? Is it not true in these times of pandemic that we are now, God willing, moving out of slowly but surely as more of us are vaccinated? Is it not true that we've seen on the front lines people long before vaccines were available lifting up the sick, healing wounds, listening to the psychological trauma of this experience, fighting our fires, keeping our, safe, our streets safe, protecting us as peace officers, racing towards us to an unknown situation in an ambulance, and just coming open and ready to help. Is that not the love of a vocation? The love that drives us to do things in extraordinary circumstances that involve giving and sacrifice. Not the least of which that we've seen in our educators who caring for students have had to be so creative online, trying to do so many things to keep the spark of wisdom and learning alive in these difficult times. And finally, among the many things, is it not true that the shrine is standing still as it is today because of the love and commitment and faith of our staff that are here, of the Father's creativity around me that I am blessed to be a part of, of the generosity of others who in the midst of these difficult times saw the need and value of this holy place and gave something of themselves most likely you watching now, to help us to be here, to continue to build upon the mission here, to keep going as we prepare to welcome you in May of 2022. It's within this context of the gospel and our own experience that I think is the best way to honor and to think about the lives of St. John de Brebeuf and his companions like the thorns and the nails, like the struggle of COVID and the difficulties in relationships. The martyrs too were driven, we believe, by love. For what else could it have been that in those great moments of choice for each of them, whether in battle or in travel, or in an actual moment of offering pastoral care, when death was before them, 
they could turn to the face of one of their parishioners and see the face of Christ and journey with those First Nations people all the way to what the cross was for them that day, which was to stay with those people, to care for those people, to minister for those people, and in doing so, embracing them and Christ in them in love, to also be embracing the death that would follow. Here at Martyr Shrine, we too, at different times, to help inform people and to help with our homilies and reflection, could talk about the boiling water poured over St. John de Brebeuf in mocking of baptism during his torture, the cutting off of Isaac Jug's fingers that were known to be the ones at the time as part of the Catholic tradition that were required for the priest to offer Mass. We could talk about the heroic moment where one of the martyrs runs out of his church towards a band of warring Iroquois with his arms stretched out in vestments like mine to take arrows or to take gunshots so that people he was caring for in his church, women and children, could run to safety. There are graphic realities that are a part of each martyrdom, but at their core is this truth that is as valuable to us today as it was then, and some would argue even more so. It is that in those moments, love triumphed over death. Love triumphed over death, as Brebeuf in his own letters wrote about. And in that beautiful moment between a priest and the people he was journeying with, in a horrific situation around them, God's grace was so real and so present and so powerful. So powerful indeed that to this day when we speak of these lands, we recognize that the blood that fell here in love consecrated these grounds in some mystical way. And the presence of the martyrs in heaven as saints continue to participate in that reality of love and life, bringing it to our struggles, bringing it to the challenges that we face in faith or questions around vaccination or finances or our job or seeking to bring forth new life into the world and asking for God's intercession to help a married couple to do so or in the midst of our cancer, or in the midst of our elderly state, where frailty is becoming the word of the day, or amidst the struggles of not being able to be close to family in the same way, or people still worried about the vaccine, or worried about getting COVID-19 and variants, or worried about finances to maintain a place like this, whatever that is, the power of that moment of love and encounter between Christ the First Nation people, and the martyrs is still with us, is offering us wisdom, is offering us a disposition of self-offering love, recognizing that from Christ's own lips and from his actions, we know that to be one of the truest parts of being human. And we are most ourselves in those moments of giving. Today we honor these men for that incredible witness 
Today we are reminded of how that kind of love is such an important part of our true lives. And we are reminded of the source of that wisdom in the life of Jesus himself, who at this Mass today once again spreads his arms out and breaks himself open for you, for us, for the sake of the world. And now we stand together and profess our faith in this loving God as we say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sin, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. (coughs) Having professed our faith and heard the living word of God, we now turn to our loving Father with our intentions. We pray for all of those mentioned at the beginning of this Mass, for those souls who have gone to God and those needs presented. For these we pray to the Lord. Let us pray for all of our First Nations peoples who in the midst of struggle, are so noble in their rising up to the challenges that they face, to the beauty of their culture and tradition. We pray for them and pray for continued truth and reconciliation among us all. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Let us pray for this mission here at Martyr Shrine. For all of the needs that this apostolate has at this time to prepare to welcome others for all those who are serving here. That God may bless them, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Let's pray for vocations to married life, to religious life and priesthood. We pray to the Lord. Lord, We pray for our benefactors, all who are helping to support this mission, and to their needs, we pray to the Lord. And we take a moment in silence to offer our own prayers to the Lord. For these intentions, we pray to the Lord. Father of mercy and love, we turn to you with our needs along with the prayers of St. John de Brebeuf and his companions, praying that our hopes and needs and desires may come to fulfillment in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. St. John de Brebeuf, St. Isaac Jacques, 
Saint Gabriel Lama, Saint Antoine Daniel, Saint Charles Garnier, Saint Noel Chabanel, Saint René Goupy, Saint Jean de la Lande, Saint Gadry de Guida, Saint Joseph, patron of the martyrs, Holy Mary, Queen of Martyrs. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this bread to offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. And blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this wine to offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become for us our spiritual drink. Pray, sisters and brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be made acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we venerate the passion of your martyrs, Saint Jean and Isaac and their companions, grant that through this sacrifice, O Lord, we may proclaim worthily the death of your only begotten Son, from which all martyrdom draws its strength, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For the blood of your blessed martyrs, Jean, Isaac, and their companions, poured out like Christ to glorify your name, shows forth your marvelous works, by which in our weakness you perfect your power, and on the feeble bestow strength to bear you witness through Christ our Lord. And so, with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth, and before your majesty, without end, we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. 
and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by this same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblations, dear church, and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are others, by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with the Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles, with St. John de Brebeuf and his companions, and all your glorious martyrs, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Thomas, our Bishop, 
the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus the Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. And collectively from home with the fathers here, let us pray for one another and offer some sign of peace. Lamb of God, Behold the Lamb of God.
Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Happy are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Let us pray. Having fed upon heavenly delights, we humbly ask you, O Lord, that by the example of St. Jean and Isaac and their companions, we may be ever united in heart to the charity and suffering of your Son and enjoy the fruits of perpetual peace. Through Christ our Lord. I wish to thank you all again for joining us for this Mass online. I wish to also thank at this time the dedicated work of the fathers here who have been journeying with you online through these different Holy Masses. Father Bert Folio, Father Stephen LeBlanc, Father Patrick Coldricks, and Father Louis-Martin Cloutier. I can say I feel on their behalf what a pleasure it has been for us to share in your prayers. I would like to announce at this time that this will be our last online Mass on this feast day for the foreseeable future. We know that as parishes open, that is the place that draws us in, in community, safely, and before the Lord in the reception of his Holy Eucharist. This does not mean, however, that we will not continue to be praying for you with those who are sending in requests online for candles to be lit, for those who have sent us requests for our novena to the Canadian martyrs, for those who are sending us regular requests for mass intentions that we will continue to pray every day in our private chapel in the Jesuit residence. It also doesn't mean that we won't be seeing you online. Over the past few months, we've had wonderful retreat experiences, two eight-day retreats, and thousands of people have participated in that, and I don't think I'm exaggerating the number, from different parts of the world. 
So we will continue to offer different forms of retreat and prayer online, and we will keep you posted by email or invite you to check our website in the Advent time and in the Lenten season for ways that we can continue to pray together. I would also like to remind those who are watching that this is the day that we are celebrating uh, the work of the Shrine on this feast day and where we are asking for your special support to help us in a campaign that we've called Love in Action. We invite you, if you haven't already, with gratitude for those who have, to make a donation to help in this campaign as we require the monies to open well for you in May of 2022. And we need your support to make that happen. On this website, you will see a link to the Love in Action. And as part of a gift to you, for that donation, you will receive a copy of a documentary that we have worked hard to prepare that shares of our experiences over the past 18 months during the COVID-19 pandemic and how through the courageous work of staff, volunteers, the Jesuits here, and the benefaction of many people, we have been able to continue as we prepare to welcome you. I thank you for this time we've had at Mass together and look forward to other ways that we can pray together, and most especially to the time when we can be together in person as we open the first weekend of May in 2022. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Mass has ended. Go in peace. Thanks be to God.